Welcome to the Platform Podcast. On this show, we're trying to educate you about the American college system. We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us, talking about the experiences in America, and hopefully by the end of the show, you would have taken away some amazing information. Enjoy. So thank you so much for joining us, Coach. I really appreciate your time. I guess to get started, how did you get into tennis yourself before you got into coaching? Uh, you know, always kind of hit the ball with my parents growing up. And, uh, when I started lessons, just immediately fell in love. You know, I started playing, uh, you know, teaching or, uh, sorry, taking lessons when I was 12. Um, so some people call that late. It was just fine. Um, and from that moment on, I was into tournaments and competing and played high school and just kind of loved everything about it. Um, you know, so I was a, I was a pretty okay player, um, but I always loved it. And, and that's turned out to be where my profession has taken me is that I wanted to spend all my time, you know, on the court. Love it. And let's talk about your first coaching job as a college coach. Now you've worked at some amazing programs. As mentioned, you worked with Eastern Illinois, you worked at Indiana. Now you're at mm -hmm. Notre Dame. Where did you land your first coaching role and what was that like? So my first uh, foray into coaching was actually just in, in club tennis. You know, when I was in college, um, I, I started working for my old coach um, in nice. Bloomington, Indiana, when I went to IU. And, uh, you know, it, it was a great experience. He taught me how to teach and everything, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that I am today is a lot because of him. But, you know, I've started in the club, private lessons, you know, ladies drills, leagues, everything. And then Love it. Uh, actually coached high school tennis for five years at my old high school and, and coached high school girls. And beginning of the second season, I realized, man, I, I love the team aspect of things and I, I want to do this full time. And so that's where I kind of decided that I, I wanted to get into college coaching. And, you know, I, I got an opportunity to be the volunteer coach at Indiana, which for a kid from Bloomington, Indiana, who went to IU, it, it was yeah. a, a dream situation to start off. And had a year with uh, Coach Wurtzman and Coach Murray and uh, then got to move on to Eastern. So it's uh, it's been a while now that I've been coaching and, and I've kind of hit all the, the levels to the game. You know what you mentioned just before, how you love the team aspect? That's what I love about college tennis because, look, I've got a little brother that's currently on the pro tour and it is lonely. You know, you're, you're by yourself, you've got your suitcase, you're in a hotel room. You play your match at a futures event, you go back into the hotel room and you're chilling out, talking to someone on a phone. In college tennis, it's a bit different, isn't it? You've got your coach on court with you. You've got a good group of guys with you pushing each other every day. I, I think it's such a great place for athletes to not just to go for, uh, to develop as a tennis player, but as an experience. It's like second to none, isn't it? It's an incredible opportunity that I, I would hope everyone, regardless of your, your long-term aspirations, will at least strongly consider. Um, you know, the team aspect is certainly fun and important and everything, but, you know, I think the opportunity to play in a team and develop um, is something that, you know, we, we tell our guys all the time, those are life skills you're going to need. Um, you know, being on a team is something you have for your resume. And, you know, we certainly have a bunch of guys with pro aspirations. And when they're done with Notre Dame, you know, they're going to leave with a degree in hand. Um, they're going to have all the experiences with their teammates. Um, and it's not going to hurt their, their tennis level. I mean, if, if you come to college tennis and you're playing at a high level, you know, high level college tennis is challenger level, you know, professionals. I mean, we've got guys you see it not only with our program, but all around who are you know, spending fall or, or summer playing pro events, and then they still get to come back in the spring, 
They get the training uh, with their coaches, with their teams. And, you know, not to be overlooked is the fact that, you know, the, the training and the travel and the food, you know, it's covered by the school. So, you know, if you have the ability to go out and play pro events, that's amazing, but you can kind of get a full, at least year or two, if, if not more of, of training um, at the level you need, that's going to be compensated for you in terms of not having the out-of-pocket costs of flights and everything, which is, which is amazing. The amount of college athletes that are currently playing that pro circuit right now within their like four years is incredible. Uh, my little brother right now is in North Africa um, playing some future events. And he just said, I think about seven or eight college athletes have been there in the space of three weeks. Cause you know how they have those tournaments week in, week out. One of the boys was from Wake Forest. Another one was from USC. And it's just great to see so many athletes getting that opportunity. And I asked my little brother, I said, what's the level like? He said, they're good. They're very good. They're going deep in the draw. So it's great to see what college tennis is doing for a lot of athletes. And, you know, we've got a good friend in New Zealand, Finn Reynolds, currently at Ole Miss. Um, and he won the junior Australian, oh, runners up, sorry, in the junior Australian Open doubles. And now he's playing top end college tennis, obviously number one in dubs in, in the nation, which is great. And I know, you know, when he hits that pro tour, he's got a degree in his back pocket. You know, it, it's pretty, pretty nice to have, isn't it? It's, it's nice to have. It's also just super important to have. I mean, life is life as a professional exactly. tennis player, hopefully ends many years after you're, you're done, but uh, you know, you're going to need something to fall back on. And, and the thing about it is everyone's going to go through growing pains, right? So your brother's out there doing it and he's going to go through growing pains. And I might make the argument to someone, Hey, why not go through those early growing pains when you've got, you know, a team and a system and teammates yeah. behind yeah. you to kind of go through it with you. Cause again, college tennis does not preclude you from playing, you know, futures and challenger events. If that's where you're at, um, you know, you see that a lot. And I think having a, a good support system and a team to go back to is, is probably going to help most people who maybe aren't quite ready to do it solely on their own. Absolutely. And, you know, regardless of the divisions, college tennis provides such a great opportunity. I mean, we had in New Zealand, uh, I believe it's a 250 ATP event, the ASB Classic, which is the lead into the Australian Open in January. And one of the boys that got a wild card from New Zealand into that tournament was Kieran Palpanu, who was the Division II college player from Columbus State, played Division II college tennis. And, that, and I think he played Pospil from Canada and went four and three against him. Like that's, that's good. The guys won doubles grand slams. Sure. And well, and you, it's all about what you make of it, right? Look at Eric Buderak who, you know, he started at a division one school exactly. in ball state and yep. he ended up finishing at Gustavus Adolphus. And for him, that was the better move. And, you know, he's obviously had an incredible pro career and he's got his life in tennis and, you know, it's not as much about the divisions as people want to make it everyone's got to find their own path and you know there's certainly something to be said about the depth of division one tennis um you know but those who work hard and do what they're supposed to do are, are going to give themselves the best opportunities for sure so let's now focus our attention to Notre Dame top 25 ranked academically in the country recognized worldwide for its extreme academics how was it like moving there and what's it like there for someone that has never been on campus it is a unique and, and certainly special place. And I would actually throw myself in that boat that before, you know, I, when I was at Eastern, I started working camps here. Um, but before I had reached out to coach, Sat coach Satchery about camps, 
I had no connection to Notre Dame. I had never been on campus. I, I didn't really know much about it other than, you know, the big brand name. Um, so for me, I, I've kind of gone through the same experience that a recruit would, which is, you know, nothing and you learn along the way. And, you know, what I've come to learn is that this is a truly a unique place. You know, uh, the academic brand is, is strong and obviously academics are a huge part of coming to Notre Dame. Those, those students in general who come here and the student athletes who come to play for us obviously really value and, and have to value the academic piece. Um, you know, you can't be successful if you're kind of half in on it. Um, so that's certainly a part of it. And then the ability to have high level athletics, um, you know, not only in tennis, but across the board, you know, there's a right. culture in the athletic program where, you know, we've got the majority of our programs are, are nationally ranked programs and have postseason success. And so you're a part of that culture um, across campus in a pretty small campus. Um, you know, you can walk anywhere you need. Um, you know, we're in South Bend, Indiana, and it's, it's a beautiful place and it's kind of close knit. So you have everything you need, you know, if it's the right environment for you. That's brilliant. What facilities do athletes get access to? You, you mentioned their success across all different sporting codes and at your college, what, what athletic facilities would an a student athlete get access to there? Yeah. So from a tennis perspective, we have 14 outdoor courts, um, seven and seven right on the uh, edge of campus here. And right next to that is our indoor facility where I'm sitting right now, uh, where we have six indoor courts. And it's it's a very cool, you know, three and three atmosphere that when we pack the stands with fans, it uh, gets pretty loud in here. Um, so that's right, right on campus from a tennis perspective. And then, you know, right next to us, we've got the Goog, which is one of our um, weight facilities um, and attached to, you know, indoor basketball practice. Um, but, you know, we actually have three different weight rooms on campus for student wow. athletes. So it allows us or allows our strength coaches to really spread out teams um, and kind of fit them in where where is best. So sometimes we'll lift in the Goog. Sometimes we'll lift over in Compton, which is the hockey arena, which has a weight room in it. Uh, sometimes we're over in the Jack, which is where basketball's games are, volleyball's games are. Um, so we've got three different weight rooms, which which we can spread out in. We've got access to, um, you know, obviously a great nutrition staff um, who, you know, we've got multiple nutritionists on staff who can meet with players individually um, say, hey, you know, I need to do X, Y, Z, or I need help with this. Wow. We've got those resources. Yeah. Um, obviously, every school has athletic training, um, same sort of thing. We've got a couple different athletic training rooms that you can go to. Um, and, and certainly being, you know, that academics are really important. I'll throw in that our academic services is, is a big part of everything as well. We are fortunate that we actually have an advisor for men's and women's tennis. He only works with our two teams, who is a former collegiate tennis player, wow. um, which is a, a unique, unique thing. But I, I'd say one of the things about Notre Dame is aside from just the sheer facilities that we have and that everything is close, um, you know, we have an incredible support staff, not just coaches on the court, um, but people who can help however you want. So, you know, if you say, hey, I want to do a little bit better in school, we've got the resources to push you there and you say, well, I want to do a little bit better in the weight room. We've got the resources to push you there. So anything you ask for, we can we can get you the right person to help. Obviously, both semesters in America, whether it's the fall or the spring, operates a little bit differently. What is a normal day for a student athlete with you guys, like the itinerary throughout the day? So you're right. It, it depends a lot on the season. You know, fall is certainly much more kind of individual based in terms of what our competition looks like. Um, and certainly every year we're bringing in new players. We get six new guys coming to us for this fall, wow. which is 
really exciting. It's, yeah. it's a lot of new guys to add to the team. So, um, you know, we'll be getting to know those guys, bringing them in with, with those who are returning, but general days, uh, for us, we go, you know, guys are going to class during the day, um, whatever their schedule ends up being tend to practice after that as a team, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we usually practice as a team on Tuesday, Thursday, we tend to split it up. We'll go two different groups, try and get a little more individual work done. Um, which is great because we've got, including myself, three full-time coaches who are there at every practice. So on those split practice days, you know, there's one coach per two guys, um, which is, which is pretty unique. That's and, awesome. Uh, That's so good. It's a, it's a great aspect for us to have. Um, and then we'll usually do our conditioning or our lifting after that. Most of the time, um, obviously there are always exceptions. And when guys have exams, when they have to study, Right. Um, you know, maybe they do something individually in the morning um, and we we work with them in that. And uh, then when it comes to the competitions on the weekend, it just kind of depends on what are we gearing up for? Um, you know, one of the things we try and do is make it very individual that we're not taking the entire team to the same tournament on the weekends because not everyone needs the same thing. Right. So our top guys are going to all Americans or playing futures events or hopefully qualifying for collegiate grand slams. Um, you know, guys who are new to college tennis maybe just need to play the local invite, need to play our home invite and, and just get matches and see what college is about. So throughout that kind of rough framework, we figure out who needs what and, and build their schedule from there. Brilliant. I know a lot of parents as well would love the fact that there's a lot of support there because, you know, university can be super overwhelming just as a student, but being a student athlete and having that pressure to perform, but knowing that there's a big team there to support them, that's definitely um, a great thing to have. In terms of your school, it is, as I said, it's very well known. You've got huge success in men's tennis. Um, you must get a lot of emails coming through asking about, hey, coach, I want to be part of your program. How many emails would you get a day or a week? I wouldn't even know where to begin. Uh, you're, you're right. It's a lot, um, between yeah. people who reach out to coach Satch or coach Wilson yeah. or myself, you know, there, there are certainly people all over and, and recruiters alike who are saying, Hey, we've got this kid you should look at. Um, yeah, there, there are certainly a lot of emails that, uh, come through and we do our best. You know, we certainly look at every single one of them and, and do our best to respond, uh, as best we can with the appropriate you know, information. What would be, things that you don't like when you're presented information on a recruit, whether is it things like, Oh coach, my UTR is a 10, but I promise you I'm a 12.5. Like <laughs> what kind of stuff do they say? Um, that that's a good example. Um, <laughs> I, I don't get too bent out of shape out of that on that one, but I, I do kind of look at that and go, you must understand the system way better than I do. Um, because I, I think it's hard. I mean, UTR is a pretty good metric and look, I understand there are injuries. COVID yep. has messed with everyone's UTR. I understand that. Um, I, I agree. It probably isn't a great look to come in and say, Hey, I'm a 10 two, but I really play like an 11 five words don't mean as much as your results or your play. And, you know, if you legitimately have a reason that you're not up there, then, you know, say what you've been going through, but don't try and ballpark for me what your UTR is. I, th I think that's a really hard thing to do, um, but it's not a big deal. I'd say the biggest turnoff for me as a coach is just poor communication. Um, and it's not necessarily, I, I don't ask you to text me back within an hour, um, especially, I mean, you're on the other side of the world from me, right? We get different schedules. Um, but I, I think to me, poor communication is, you know, not writing well. 
um, you know, having little slips in, in punctuation and grammar and just things that probably could be avoided. Um, you know, obviously there are language barriers with some of the kids we talk to. And again, I'm right. not faulting anyone for that. Um, but, but do the work to make it clean, do it, the, do the work to make it presentable. And a big, big thing is do the work to make it unique. What are you going to tell me that stands out that gets me interested about you? You know, if you say, hi, my name is, I want to combine tennis at the highest level with, you know, uh, academics at the highest level. Okay. That's great. And you've told me nothing that stands out about you. Everyone would love that. Um, you know, tell me things that are, are just eye-catching. Hey, I had this tournament result. I know this person, even, you know, I, I tell kids when you're sending messages to coaches, obviously use the coach's name. Don't say hi, coach. Hi, coach Kershaw. Just that little bit shows me you've at least done a base level of work um, and you're not just sending me the same form email um, over and over. The template. <laughs> the template. And look, there's some of that, right? The yeah. information you're going to send is great, but, you know, use my name, get my school's name right. And, you know, at the end, say, hey, I'd love to be part of the Fighting Irish. You know, just show that, drop in the mascot. It takes very little to change that. Just enough. Um to, to show you've done the work about our school. And then even, you know, tell me things that are unique to you, right? If you have, you know, been to the state of Indiana, right? Or you've been to South Bend or, you know, something like that, make sure to sh throw that in there, right? Or, or things like, hey, you know, I actually also play guitar, right? I know it seems a little silly, but it shows that you have a little bit more than tennis. And, and maybe that happens to be the thing that I, as a coach, recognize and, and reach out about. I actually had an athlete, he is quite an extrovert. He's great, great kid. He actually did a magic trick to a coach during um, a, a card trick during during a chat with the coach. The wow. talk was like an hour and a half and the coach signed him. He said, I've never experienced anything like that. The kid was great, respectable, called me by, you know, called me professionally by my name, like coach, you know, X and um, asked some great questions, came prepared and did a magic trick because I'm passionate about magic. And yeah, we thought it'd be a great fit within our team. How cool is that? <laughs> that That is definitely unique. And, and you know, if anyone ever shows me a magic trick, that'll certainly be a first. Um, but no, th those are exactly the things. Is And you said something there, Emmerich, that's really important. Come prepared, yep. right? Have a question or two. And, you know, going back to the idea of make sure you've done your research. Don't ask me how big is the town of South Bend? because Google will tell you that if you put in a very minimum amount of work. So, you know, I think it's a little tough when a, in a kid, when I say, Hey, do you have any questions? They say, no. It's like, okay. That, I mean, that's fine if you truly don't, but it's, there's probably more information you need if we've been talking for 10 minutes. So, you yeah. know, come prepared. And, and maybe that first conversation is not the time to ask that question, but at least have some things ready to go because ultimately you are the one, who has to gather all the information. I'll do my best to give you everything you need, but you need to know what you want to find out. That's going to help you make the decision about where you need to be going to school. I think that, you know, some good questions to ask would be things like what sort of playing style do your players have? What kind of um, patterns do your doubles players want to play? That sort of questions so you get a feel for how the tennis part has been played because as coach said, you can Google the size of the school uh, what degrees they have, their graduation rate. You can Google that stuff. You don't need to ask that, um, you know, but make sure that you read about the coach. You see what players they have. And you go the extra mile. If you do your due diligence and, and go the extra mile, 
um, you'll definitely stand out from the rest. Um, in terms of uh, playing styles, coach, you've got quite a few internationals on your team, don't you? We have actually one right now, and we've got another one coming as a freshman this year. Uh, and this whereabouts fall. are they coming from? So Jean-Marc is going to be a sophomore. He's from Switzerland. Um, and then you is going to be a freshman this coming fall from China. Do you have a range of players with different strengths? Like, do you have players that like to come in and close points out at the net and a lot of, like, strong baseliners? Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've actually got 13 guys on our team. We have a pretty big roster. Um, right. And naturally, you know, not all 13 guys are going to play the same. Um, and that's actually something that I know is big with Coach Zachary is, you know, we want to make sure that we are coaching to the individual. Um, we're not trying to put everyone into a cookie cutter mold of, you know, all ground strokes, this type of baseline stuff. There are obviously certain parts of the game that you do need to do similarly, right? There are only so many baseline patterns. But, you know, if a guy's got a great backhand down the line, we want to encourage him to use that and change direction more than a guy who maybe doesn't have that stroke and needs to be a little more strong cross court. And, you know, we'll, we've got a, a big guy right now who needs to be a servant volleyer. Um, so obviously the reps he takes and the way he plays the points are going to be different than a majority of the guys on our team. So we really try and make sure that we identify strengths in players. Um, and because of that, it allows us to recruit anyone. Right. Because we know that, hey, if this is going to be their style, OK, we're going to work within this framework. We don't really write someone off because they don't play the way we want them to. We're open to anyone who can get the job done uh, and has the skills to be an elite tennis player. I love that. That's great that you you guys are adaptable to so many different players. And that's brilliant. In terms of, I had a really important question to ask you, and it's just slipped my mind. What was I going to ask you? Oh, yes. I was going to say in terms of receiving video from college athletes. Now, there are some athletes that do highlight reels, and you've probably seen your fair share of them. Um, you know, winners down the line, around the net post, the, the tweeners and stuff. What do you like seeing? Um, honestly, if, if you want the simplest thing, record an unedited set and send it out. Um, you know, anyone can look good on a highlight reel. We can cut together something that's going to make me look really, really good. Um, and that's just not how it is. Um, <laughs> you know, so look, you don't need to show us 10 minutes of dead ball feeding, you know, have a, a set, a competitive set, you know, don't play your coach who can't move. Don't play someone who's clearly three UTR points below you. Um, you know, if, if you win against someone competitive, great. If you lose against someone and they're good, that's okay too. What coaches want to see are your strengths. And honestly, we want to see where you're weak, Right. We want to see what are the errors you make under pressure? You know, how is your movement to your backhand? You know, those are the things that give us a real true sense of your game. So the simplest thing is record a set or a match um, and then send that out. You know, if you can edit out the dead time in between points, selfishly, we do love that. It makes things go a little faster than having to wait through the 20, 25 seconds between points. But, you know, all the, the videos where you give your highlights and, feeding out of the basket and stationary serves and you put your favorite music behind it. It's all well and good, but that's not really what's going to yeah. bring us in. Yeah, for sure. Let's say you've interviewed, a, you've interviewed a student, you've looked up their results and as a staff, you guys are thinking, yes, this is someone we want to offer an NLI to. Um, what kind of background checks do you do before you give, the, give those contracts to them? 
Well, in terms of looking at the whole picture, obviously we talk a lot with the player, um, but we also talk with families um, and we often will talk to coaches or, or coaches who may have seen players. Um, you know, it's important that we kind of get a sense from all aspects of who is this person? Because, you know, as much as we talk on, on zoom or on the phone or text, you know, we want to make sure we have a pretty good sense of who we're bringing in because not only do we want to make sure it's the right fit for us, we want to make sure it's the right fit for them. Um, it, it doesn't do anyone any good if, you know, we get a really good tennis player here who doesn't fit Notre Dame or who doesn't fit what we're looking for. So we'll certainly talk to, to parents. We'll certainly talk to coaches um, and, and try and get as much of the whole picture as we can. That's brilliant. I guess at the end of the day, you want to find people on like, you want to, you want to kind of see what the athlete is like off camera and seeing what they're about. And I guess like they're going to be representing that big sign behind you, right? They're going to be repping the Notre Dame brand and you want to make sure that that brand is being withheld with respect and um, the right way. So yeah, for sure. Um, Coach, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. This has been really, really useful for athletes to listen to. Um, I know they're going to get so much from this and uh, yeah, Please, guys, if you're watching this, go check out the Notre Dame men's tennis page on Instagram, Facebook. Check out their website. You can even go on YouTube and see the kind of ways that they play. So you can you can also see some of the uh, the fans in the stadium that they play in. I checked it out. It was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, do the right things. If you're 14, 15, 16 years of age, um, start working hard so you can get an amazing opportunity um, like being a student athlete at Notre Dame. Thank you so much, Coach, and best of luck for the fall season. Appreciate it so much. Thanks for uh, having me on and appreciate what you're doing to help people find the right place. It's super important that they've got someone in their corner who can help them. Thank you so much. Have a good one. We'll be in touch. Appreciate it. Have a good one, Emmett.